Feeling good, feeling right? Feeling good. Got this air vent above me. I know, my, I My try. nipples are hard, <laughs> I'm you know? like, this is, this is. You're like so lucky you wear a suit because I'm like freezing <laughs> and they're like, well, it's for the kitchen, that's why it's so. Uh, and I was okay. like, oh, we're just gonna drink it off, it's okay. Well, no, I believe me, I'd much rather be freezing <laughs> than hot summer. I hate, I hate the summers here. I don't like heat. But you're in Vegas. So you're <sighs> telling me you would rather be in 10 foot of snow yeah, back I home. I would. You're crazy. I think it builds character too. No. Mike knows what I'm talking about. I've, yeah, it built, I built 27 years of character there. I don't yes. need no more fucking character. Really? <laughs> I, I don't take me to Mount Charleston. I, I don't want to go snowboarding. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I like. I don't know. I, I'm just maybe because I'm so warm blooded already. Well, see, that's why you're gonna like the Latinas because they're fucking. We're already hot blooded. You know, keep it spicy. Yo, it's. I love, dude, See, he's saying, that's just that's, my. That's gonna that's be his thing. That's no, it's been my like. That's my life. That's gonna be his end all in, be all. In college and undergrad, in my at University of Miami, it was just like oh, like getting A's on tests and getting rejected by Latin women. Like that was my <laughs> like that was my mo. It was like. Well, what is your approach? Now I'm much better. I was I was green when I when I went to see like it's a whole thing. I wish I lost my virginity in high school because then. By going to college early, I think I would have had more success early on. And then losing your virginity in college, like, it could have been... I think I, I stunted my growth a little bit. Okay. Because, listen, it's like... No, because that's a long time. Most people don't wait till college, you know? Like, well, uh, yeah. I thought I was fucking God because I waited until fucking 15 and all my see, friends were crazy. whores, you know? So it's like, see, I was crazy. like, oh, I'm the last one. I'm, <laughs> I'm amazing. It, it, see, that's been... And it's not that I didn't have options. It, people, like... It's just, I, I don't know, I had a whole thing where I wanted to, like, lose it to somebody I was in love with, and, you know. <laughs> you say it like it's bad now, because it's no one, it is no bad. one says it, yeah. It is I get bad. it, you want a normal fucking shit, right? Yeah, it would have been you good to a, just... a nice experience. Right, and then if I had that, that, because listen, Latin women can sniff that in two seconds off you. It's not like, you know, they know if you're a virgin. Like, it's, <laughs> there's no question, you know? So who'd you lose virginity to? Did, are we already starting? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even enter oh yet, God. but this is a good entrance. <laughs> wow. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Fade and Truth. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing and supporting the growth. I'm so excited to have a plug of Las Vegas. He is your go-to for the latest on sports, media, fun, TV personality, host, podcaster, and Fox Five lead journalist. I got Mr. Mike Davis on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Angela. Did I miss anything? No, I, I'm actually. I, can you endorse me on LinkedIn for everything you just said? Cheers. I'm gonna put that on my hinge. Everything you said oh, there. Oh my god, we I'm gotta just, get you off hinge. Is that a bad one, hinge? They're all bad. Really? Yeah. I do love. I think a profile picture on hinge on a green velvet sofa like Look, this. Look, I'm telling you, I... Like, what is that? That... Because that, that just velvet? communicates, like, luxury, right? So you... Look, I took it easy on you. Like, my Latin ass. I was going to come in in heels in this, like, silk outfit because oh, I'm like... Really? 
I need to be like ready for this development, you know? And then I was like, I got a lot of bruises. I've been doing a lot of Muay Thai and pole dancing. Oh, really? <laughs> so between both of those, my legs is a little fucked up. Muay Thai. <laughs> so what do you actually beat people up or they beat you up or how both. does that work? Yeah, you just spar and then do like a lot of pad work. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a good workout. I love it. You know yeah. why? Because I've been working out my whole life, like, you know, athletically. I, don't, I didn't play sports, really. You didn't play any sports? I did competitive cheerleading when I was younger, and we used to travel and do. It was It conditioned me. It's what got me, like, my endurance up. But then I just wasn't really interested in sports. So I've always, like, worked out. I competed once. And now I'm trying to find, like, exercises that are fun. Right. If you climb a pole, that is a, you are a strong-ass person because yeah. that is hard. So I'm like, between that and then Muay Thai, like, about to be ripped yeah that's that's a good actually <laughs> regimen we're from this i the thing is like so it's just funny because we're both from new jersey like i didn't know anybody growing up in new jersey who did muay thai i don't ever or, hear people say new jersey i always hear jersey you don't you, you, you say new. jersey yeah well because i don't know um south jersey it's not as much jersey jersey it's it's weird right don't well, because think? people tell me i have a philly accent you have a very South Philly But it accent. makes sense that because I literally thought about this. I'm like, it's only 40 minutes from AC. Like, it makes right. sense you how have, close we are. Yes, yeah. You, I lost mine a little bit. When we first met over the phone, FaceTime, I thought you were Italian. Like, because your accent, because it was, it was less about, yes, your complexion, but I was like, oh, it's the accent. Right. Like, because I have, like, godparents. I have people in my life who are Italian from that area. And I was like, oh, you're Italian. You're yeah, not. I she's not Italian, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Everything but, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so your family's from Italy? No. No. You, do you think I'm Italian? Yeah. Oh, no, Italian? I'm not Italian. Where's no. your family? I want to be Italian. I've had a ton of eggplant parm, chicken parm in my life. Rigatoni. Yep. Um, but I'm, no, I'm not Italian. But, no, my, my parent, my mom's from New York. My dad's from Philly. So, naturally, I'm from New Jersey. So he's just a tri-state baby. I'm a tri, yeah. That's what tri- I'm talking about. See, that's what the tri-state's good. Don't you think... People from the tri-state, what is your first kind of inclination? When you hear somebody's from New Jersey or mm-hmm. from the tri-state area, what's your first feeling about them? I love you. I really? love you. I want to talk to you. Not if I was home, right? Because if I was home and you were from New York or Philly, I right, might right. be like, well, yeah, whatever. I'm home. I don't need to talk to you. Here, it's like, oh, I'm in Vegas. Everyone's a weirdo. If you're from the tri-state, it means, one, you probably say what's on your mind. You don't sugarcoat shit. Unless you've been here too long and then you've conformed to the lifestyle. But for the most part, it's like, you know that this person is going to give you the raw shit. Uh And, like, if you talk to them, maybe they're they're more quick in business. Maybe they're more quick in professional things. Like, maybe they want to get things done. That's how I would view it. And then I also view that they probably might have a little bit of an anger issue <laughs> and um, might just be a little more blunt than people like yeah blunt lack of patience <laughs> but i think a lot of these things are very um i think that I, I think they're qualities that produce productive people in a lot of ways like i don't view it as a bad thing actually i really i'm i'm so grateful that i was born there because i do feel like it's such a part of who i am yeah like that's what i say like like, you're from Vegas? no i'm from 609 for life like i'm from jersey right but there's no opportunity there for mostly anybody and what what i'm doing like the opportunities out here so you guys can come visit me right but um yeah it's just like i couldn't get stuck there a lot of people are complacent people are in the industry you know i grew up in the industry bartending forever so degenerate lifestyle since I was fucking 12 pretty much, you know, and yeah, then you, yeah. you get in everywhere. So 
a lot of people stick in that mindset when they get into their 20s and then 30s and it's just like normal for them but at a certain point yeah like we can't be doing the same things yeah i think the biggest thing that i've recognized is that people who stay there from there it's hard to rewrite your history right like Mm -hmm. you are who you are right and that's a good line there's something i really think is beautiful about that and i like that because i don't love how you can just migrate west and just kind of recreate your entire situation and there's something about that i think that is beautiful but there's something about that that's inauthentic to me you know and so it's a love-hate kind of thing. I do think the more that you leave those traditional systems and situations from back home, yeah, you can just kind of reinvent who you are. Nice but that's thing. why I say when I say people conform, right? Because they leave Tri-State, yeah. <clears throat> they come here, maybe right. they were a clown back home, maybe you didn't right. talk to them back home, right? right? You move out here, now they're, Mike, hey Mike, remember, right, right, right. remember when we did it? Like, yeah. no, remember when... Right. Like, we didn't like each other? Well, or do remember, you, you know... It's no, just, 100%. And then people act like they take those characteristics that come from being a Jersey person, which are honest, blunt, you know, just professional, business-minded, whatever. They take that, and then when it comes here, they get lax, you know, lax, or they start acting weird, or it's like they start beating around the bush, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we're from the same area. Like, what's going on? You know? It's interesting. Do you... And people like saying that they're a different person out here. Some Right, and so and that breeds a certain type of individual, and I think, it, it, yeah, and listen, there's no right or wrong. It's just, I'm just kind of describing my feelings about how I feel, how people change. or. Pre- Do you, how long what, have you been here? I've been in Vegas for four years, but I've really been out of, for my career, I've been out, and for school, I've been out of since New like Jersey, 18, Philly, 19? since like 18, 19, yeah. 20. You know, I've been back for a year or two stint with certain jobs, but mostly out right. now do you feel like people can't do you feel people evolve or can people actually change like do people do people actually change or do they just evolve that would be me you've changed 100 percent. like and one, how have you changed 180 see how i'm already like making the interview i'm already changing already into an interview. no i love it and do you um, think this is good here i just want to make sure this i guess so, yeah. um okay. how have you changed for the better how have you changed for the worse okay um, for the worst, no, there's no worse. There is no worse. No, always Everything's better. positive. So, <clears throat> let's see, I'm going to be 34 this year. Okay. Cheers to that. Cheers. How old are you? 31. Okay. Oh, you're younger than me. I'm his Latin cougar tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to be 34 at yeah. 33, I mean 23, 24, I, um... My dad was deported from prison. He was already in jail for years before that. Really? I was working in the strip clubs. I think I just got into Tropicana at Providence yeah. at that age. Or actually, AC Tropicana. Yeah, I got in like 20, 21. But um, I was a hot mess. I mean, every my life was literally just trauma. Wait, can I ask negativity. you a couple questions? Are we allowed to dive <laughs> yeah, in? I'm not. just curious. So growing up, your dad, did you know your dad growing up yeah. well? Or he was in... He was in prison while you were So, basically, I grew up with my both my parents. Yeah. Um, they divorced when I was, like, maybe, like, 10, 11, which was for the better. Um, my dad and me lived together because I got uh, banned from... I couldn't walk at graduation at my Christian school because I got everyone to smoke weed at prom. <laughs> <laughs> so, mind you, my 22-person Christian class, like, 10 of them couldn't walk. <laughs> years later, though, you didn't have the foresight to know you'd have a, a podcast named... 
faded truth later. So, I mean, it kind of was apropos. It was nice. I only went because my brother and sister were a hot mess, and they tried <laughs> to put me, like, you know, not in mainland. Gotcha. Right? right? So they right. wanted to avoid all the stuff mainland that happened. high school, yeah. So, um... I was living with my dad because my, my mom thought I was a drug addict after that, after I got, you know, suspended for smoking weed. So I went to live with my dad and we were, you know, basically like hopping around and he got arrested when I was like 18. Wow. We were living together in some guy's basement. What? We were split, yeah, we were living there for like, we had two months to live there. Oh my God, that's hard. And um, he got taken to jail. So I'm thinking he's going to get out of the county in May's Landing, like three days later you know I'm like he don't got nothing like nothing's on him right, right, right. and then fast forward four years he was in prison he oh was in Essex God. County Middlesex County and I just had to go up every week and I was like the only person you know I was just 18 fucking free lawyer in fucking Newark just trying to figure it out right because my only blood is now taken away from me and your mom doesn't enter the picture and me and my mom aren't talking at this time because she thinks wow. I'm a drug addict I was homeless this, I, is, ho- this yeah. is awful this is hard <laughs> you brought it out <laughs> um so after he got um, after he went to prison, I was basically homeless for a little bit. Then I worked at the strip club, started making some money, got my own studio apartment, and right. then from there I started working in nightclubs and the casinos and like it was just you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time was toxic. I mean, I did a lot of fucking drugs, did a lot of shit that I wasn't proud of. But right. I had no choice really as far as yeah. that. And um, I wrote a blog on it because I was like, you really have to like forgive yourself because I compromised myself as a person a lot in my twenties. And um, I really punished myself for a long time, you know. How did you punish yourself? What just you mentally. Yeah. Like, mentally, you would think, you just feel guilt. You feel like you're a bad person. You just, you keep these, like, things, like, you know, kind of like Yeah, from an blanket. outside perspective, though, it doesn't, it seems like you're surviving. And me, it sounds like you're just, do, you're so young, your, your support system is, you know, taken away from you. You just have to survive. You right. just have to make do. So, to me, it's... You know, it sounds normal. It, I think it. I I feel bad that you would beat yourself up over that because it's. Well, I was kind of prided on. I just didn't want to end up like the rest of my family in right. the same professions and the same mindsets and yeah. the same negative cycles of you yeah. know just trauma and like just not good things. And um, so fast forward, like you know, I'm 27 in Jersey. I lost all my jobs in Atlantic City, pretty much from the economy. And I was like, this now is the time. Like, I have to get out now because what else is going to happen, right? Like, I have to go. So I finally get to Vegas. And um, a month before I move, my brother passes away. My brother dies from an overdose. Oh, my God. And I already had got the house. Like, I already had flown out here, you know, like, got the rent, everything settled before I came. Like, I wasn't one of those people that's like, I'm going to go to Vegas for $40, right? right? I'm like, no, I got some money stacked. I need to go. I got to get out. And um, I just knew, like, staying there wasn't going to break any trauma cycle for my family or myself. You know, even though yeah, it was, like, very hard. Smart, yeah. I was like, I already you did this. something new. I got to go. And now, fucking, like, five years later, you know, I started the podcast three years ago. I was still the same toxic person when I moved here. So I owe it all to starting the show because I started okay. meeting different people. People that were open-minded. People that were happy with their life. Right. And I'm like, I never yeah. grew up around nothing No, like I do this. think that's a big... That's a, and as we're learning more, and I think to to circle back to what we started with, an issue of the East Coast is the labeling, right? And putting people in boxes, mm-hmm. and it's hard to you know. So there is elements of being able to reinvent yourself and move to other places that you know. I mean, now it's like like my whole mind is completely different. I've been fucking you know healing. 
I've done weird energy therapies out here. Like, I've done so many crazy things that have, like, taken trauma that I put on myself from other people. Yeah. You know, and um, released a lot of, like, just resentment, pain, everything. And so now I'm like, everyone's like, we would never know, you know? And I'm like, well, if I met you 10 years ago, I would have probably punched you in the face. Right. You know, and not gave a fuck. And now I'm like, I have a lot of patience, like we just talked about. Yeah. Had a lot of, today was my tech patience day, okay? My website went down for fucking three hours. I was having a heart attack. Wow. Like, I had to get the GoDaddy up at work in the Microsoft office, and I'm like on the phone for three hours, and I'm like, you know, years ago, I would have just hung up and not even gave a fuck. Well, cheers. Cheers to, I'm happy for you. Back to what you said, I 100% know people can change because I am living proof. And now that I've healed relationships with parents or siblings or things like that, um, I know that, like, they want to change too. But it takes everyone, everyone can only change in in their own time. Something in me said, I don't want to keep doing this. And I took the initiative, right? But you can only try and help people so much. They have to want to do something. It's true. You had something special within you that made you, it propelled you to, to make that change, which is, spe- that's good. Did you think you ever had a rock bottom in your life? Uh, no, I don't think I've had. Good for you. Is that a good thing or a yeah, bad no, thing? Yeah, that's amazing. What is it? It could, it, that's could it be happening saying. in a week? Or, <laughs> Once um, you start dating a Latina. <laughs> got, right. Um, no, I, I think I've been very... Um, I haven't had, like, I haven't had such, like, a roller coaster kind of existence i've been pretty yeah yeah good um i want to say shout out to gambit we're here in henderson in las vegas um shout out to gambit steakhouse we're in the speakeasy and i'm just yes i'm excited because when i saw the pictures i'm like i hope i can record in here and he was like this is the room this is the quietest one i'm like yes it's beautiful here yes so we're in the vip lounge um check it out if you guys want to come in they have live jazz in here over there so we'll probably get some video of that later see how long mike wants to hang all right, so I want to just kind of bring it to the yeah. beginning. So you're born in Philly, yeah. raised in Jersey. Yes. And then how do you get to working for CBS in Texas? Is that after college? Yeah. Okay, so, so you went to Un- University of Florida? In Miami. So, yeah, hurricanes. So in, co- in high school, I was always like the funny guy, just always kind of funny, uh, friendly with a lot of people. I always knew I wanted to be a talk show host. Like I've known since I was in fourth grade. I just knew it within me. Like I wanted to be like AI and Kobe for a lot of my life. And then in fourth grade, I did a presentation on the Silverback Gorilla uh, in Mrs. Martin's class. And um, it was 2001 when I was in fourth grade. And um, I started just riffing on like this presentation on the Silverback Gorilla. And people were laughing, and the teacher kind of got a little upset because I kind of crossed the line with some things I was saying. And she called my parents after, and my parents were like totally cool with it. And I think they saw how awakened I was, like with performing and being funny and being the center of attention and certain things like that. And um, yeah, so I really, from that moment, I was like, oh, I, I like this. I, and it's hard, like in fourth grade, yeah, I watched David Letterman. I liked a lot of stand-up people, Chris Rock, but you don't know exact, you know, I watched all that, but you don't know. <laughs> all that I love. You know, I loved all that, like in the Amanda <laughs> show, like I was into all that, you know? Seriously. I like Keenan and Kel. So those things. Who put the screw <laughs> in uh, the tuna? <laughs> um, so those things had a big impact on my life, mm-hmm. but you know, it's hard to have those things register in a formal way. 
like when your dad's not a talk show host or your mom's not a talk show host, like you don't think that's a job. Like when you grow up in New Jersey, you're not thinking, <laughs> oh, I can become a talk show host. Like maybe if you grew up in LA, right. but I didn't, you know, where we're from. You Again, don't, closed box. Yeah, you there's don't only think There's only things. certain things that it, you can do really. Right. So I didn't just, but I think I willed myself every year a little bit more. And by the time I got to high school, I really started thinking of ways that I could, you know, double down on these skill sets and get better. So I started doing stand-up in high school, so I'd perform at open mics, and I started just really doubling down on those skills. And by the time I went to college, I was like, okay, I want to, like, pursue being a talk show host. I did stand-up so a lot in college. So you knew when you went to college, you were like... Yeah. Because I saw you had a degree in, um, master's degree in... Uh, journalism? Yeah, so that was late. That was even later. Okay. So that I'm was. I'm like, how do you, like, what classes are you taking? Right. This? So, undergrad in college, I'm at University of Miami. I thought I was going to play tennis in college, so I kind of had this circuitous kind of like whole ex- experience about college. But because I was pretty, I was like number six in New Jersey. My dad was a professional tennis player for wow. a little bit. So, I was pretty involved in that, but um, I wanted to become a talk show host. And I didn't want to become a tennis player. And um, so I go to Miami, take a lot of those classes, and I end up leaving school early to go work for Howard Stern in New York because he was one of my heroes. So that's when I started working for him, learning about journalism, learning about interviews, learning about working at, you know, Sirius How XM. How old are you working there? How old? Yeah. Um, 20, 21, 21. Wow. And on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, so I, but I was crazy. I was his gopher. I was yeah, his, but it's like you're working on the Howard Stern show at 2021. Like yeah. your life had to have been amazing. Like you, I mean, Howard Stern. Like at 20, you're like, oh, this is cool as hell. It was right? cool. It was cool because especially because um, he's a hero. You know, my uh, inspo was inspo. That's short for inspiration. Yes, like, ladies and gentlemen, for my, people who aren't <laughs> keeping up, just want to make sure we're. That's not that bad. Yeah. I didn't give you no acronyms. Okay. <laughs> Um, so my inspo was Rue Jude. Rue, right. We were talking about this. Yeah. So right. um, that's Shane why I felt like he was 45. like the new kind of Howard Stern. Right. You know, like it, it kind of compared. So yeah. I feel like that was probably interesting working. Is there like a crazy story you remember working I mean, for there him? was tons, tons of crazy stories. I mean, ridiculous. What's like, Countless. what jumps out? I mean, the time I had to go try to find grapefruit juice for Pharrell Williams at like 4.45 in the morning. And I'm like running around Midtown... <laughs> Like New York, trying to find grapefruit juice. Like he didn't, he didn't want orange juice. He didn't want cranberry juice. He didn't want apple juice. He wanted grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. And it's not like 11 a.m. This is 4:45 in the morning, and it's like at the height of his career after Happy and like Get Lucky and all that stuff. So I'm like running around town trying to find like grapefruit juice, and I couldn't find it. So I just came back. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Like all I can find is like. You know, aren't cranberry juice, or I forget what I gave him. Yeah. Damn. What do you say? He was very chill about it. He didn't even <laughs> open. I don't think he even opened it. To be honest, I don't think he, he even was like, "I'm it. not touching this." But I thank you. He thought like, "Oh, like the the intern can just like go into the refrigerator and find, you know, like because you prepare stuff for right. guests, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way that you've prepared, you know." So I think he just probably assumed. Like, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he was like, "Oh." Can you get right. me grapefruit juice if we have optionality here? <laughs> so I, I kind of, it was one of those things where like, oh yeah, definitely. And you know, like, oh, we don't have grapefruit juice, but I'm not going to just tell you that. Right. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely do that. 
So I go to the fridge room, like, oh my god! So I start looking on my phone. What's open? Where can I go? So you start going to these bodegas. You're scouring mm-hmm. for, you know, grapefruit juice. You know, it's not like LA where it's like health conscious. So there's like tons of juices. It's like cranberry juice, grapefruit juice. You know, you're not finding that. It's just apple juice. Orange I was just juice. talking about Pharrell today, actually. That's really? Funny. I was like, where did he go? Where does, where's Pharrell been? You he's, know? And then someone's like, he definitely don't age. He's big in fashion now. Yeah. I'm like, he definitely don't age. I love him. I love yeah. all his music production. So isn't that? I met a lot of people like that. But that was just a weird story that stood out. But it was a great experience. I was I was waiting for some weird sex story, but that was that no. was good. No. Yeah. No, nothing crazy. No, it kind of was a different, it was a different, like, version of Howard by the time I got there. It wasn't, like, the uh, Howard, like, e-television and all that stuff. He kind this of was evolved. after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of, like, a different circumstance. But, yeah, so for, anyway, so that's kind of So when you're at University so. of Miami, what is magna cum laude? <laughs> what the, what is that? Uh, it just means I, I had good grades. <laughs> I wasn't the best of the best, but I was pretty good. Okay. I wasn't a good test taker, but I tried really hard. Like in high school, high school was very tough for me because I wasn't a good test taker. I was always bad at math. I was good at English and all that kind of stuff. But when I really was into something and like I was passionate about it, I was so good at it. So when I went to college, I really wanted to like, I didn't party like at all, really. I was really strict about school. Like I, it was the most I've ever been focused in my life. Wow. Good for you. I had to drop out of college when my dad really? went to prison. Yeah. So I was, that's how, yeah. Yeah, I went for marine biology. Wow. Um, I wanted to be like a fucking animal researcher. I wanted to do zoology at University of Florida in Gainesville. Wow. Yeah. And um, I dropped out. I was like a year and a half in. I had to drop out to take care of oh, myself. That's so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but shout out to my nephew because he just got accepted to college. He's going to be the first one to go and graduate. I know he is. There you go. The older I get, the more I realize like all of my... Where I'm at today, I don't even want to say success. I just want to say where I'm at because I still have a lot of things I want to accomplish. But it doesn't happen alone. You know, success is not something that happens on your own. It's completely like a joint thing. It's like I wouldn't be where I'm at without my parents. I wouldn't be without my brother, without friends. Like having a support system and people who are helping you get to a place is is major. Like I wouldn't have, there's no chance I'd be anywhere close to where I'm at without them. Good. That's yeah. good. And I looked at your reel. Oh, yeah. Which one? I, I looked at all of them. But oh, wow. I just want to point out some of the things that you're doing. <laughs> because you got a lot going on. I feel like you're me in a man's body. Really? But I haven't hit, your, I haven't hit your success yet of, like, Shaq tickling you. And that like <laughs> I, So, wait. I'm you, wait. You you are me in a in a woman's I, body, or I'm you in I'm you in a women. I'm a you in your body without um, Muay Thai. You're, you're me in a man's body, minus the you, pole dancing and the Muay Thai, and a, an occasional jog. You outside. might get him in a Muay Thai class. I okay. could see you doing it. So why do you think we're so similar? I'm curious. Because you, you because you're because you like having fun. Like when oh, I saw okay. all your reels, I'm like, oh, he's a clown. Like he's yeah, a straight yeah, clown. Yeah, because yeah, you were doing a lot. You were dancing with Elvis. You're skateboarding. You're running around like Mario. You're wine stomping like fucking Lucy. Like yeah, well, you're doing you a lot. Really did watch? Yeah, oh, okay, you're doing a lot. Like you yeah, know. You did your so, um, I'm glad that you're like enjoying like your craft and your yeah. career because it's like rare to see. I feel like most people like I don't watch the news. Gonna be honest, right? Don't watch media at all, really. 
yeah. don't even fucking listen to podcasts. I know that's not good, but like I just was never really into it, you know. So to see somebody that's like engaged, yeah. actually having fun with the guests, and like doesn't give a fuck, like Blue Man Group's just like all over <laughs> you, put paint. I'm like, oh, this guy's great. I'm excited. <laughs> I thank you. I appreciate that you took a look. like. Here's my whole thing. I think a lot of people, once again boxes and people assuming oh you're having a guest from fox 5 news on you're having a broadcast journalist this guy's gonna be like buttoned up like just you know traditional how we picture in our conditioning how this guy is gonna be as a personality and i made a very active choice when i was younger that i wanted to be fun like um you know it's interesting we're here at gambit because big jazz place and I love jazz and it's not just because the music speaks to me like I think jazz done it's almost like um, I don't know to me jazz done right and when it hits the spot perfectly it's better than any music genre out there you know to the perfect song in jazz is so much better than the perfect song in pop or the perfect song in R&B and I think it's because of the complexity and because of the ability to free ball so it's kind of <laughs> like and that's what i love so it's kind of like in order to be a major player in jazz you have to be classically trained you have to have had that experience where you know how to play classical music but then you learn to break the rules after you get really good and that's what i love about jazz because you can't just like show up and decide oh i'm gonna break the rules day one no you gotta learn the rules before you can break them and that's what jazz is all about so for me i kind of view journalism in the same way as jazz i was like i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna go to the university of miami i'm gonna learn the technical qualities the fundamentals and then hopefully i can become good enough and take enough chances and be a risk taker where i can start peeling away from the fundamentals and become more jazz and just free ball you know and that's kind of and that was a very active choice and it wasn't until I really got to Northwestern for my masters in Chicago where I really became a technician and really learned journalism hardcore because it's like the greatest school in the world for journalism so when I was there most of the people thought I was a joke you know I mean people were like really smart like people the smartest the smartest people and when I got there, I think a lot of people were like, oh, this guy's wacky. Like, most people there are not getting the Blue Man Group to cover their face blue. They're covering, <laughs> like, you know, protests, murders, fire. Like, they're traditional journalists. Right. And um, so I was really interested in sports. But then while I was there, I had so many amazing professors that really saw something in me. And they saw, like, oh while other people were pitching stories to do a protest i was like yo it's national cinnabon day can we like go <laughs> can we go like make cinnabons yes. and like i'm eating the cinnabons and the screams all over yeah. my face like so that that was my sensibility and i was just being true to myself but i think the toughest thing to do for people is to be themselves especially when a camera's on mm-hmm. especially when you're being recorded like to be authentic to who you are you need to go through a lot of things and like you you're somebody who's always going to be authentic now because you've gone through so much stuff yeah you know and i think being from jersey being from the east cuz it's already you're already kind of starting off authentic but you've been through so much in your life that you have an inner confidence to be who you are right that's and why I, I named it faded truth because see? people were like where'd you get the name and i'm like well i was always faded on something 
right? And I always liked weed. Right. And um, now I can use it as like, uh, you know, a conscious cannabis consumption and learn how really the properties of it. But right. also, like, I've always told the truth, no matter what. See, that's Even good. when I was, before, 10 years ago, I would have told you even more truth, you know? But right. now I'm just more observant and whatever. But I've always right. been honest and open. So that's why I was like, we're going to talk a- about shit that no one talks right. about. You're going to hear things that no one ever really says. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I wanted and to I, make. And I think that's, to me, that's the most attractive quality in somebody. And I have always tried to use authenticity as my inner compass. Like, I, I have always had a good kind of sensibility to look within. Like, I'm not the smartest dude in the world. Definitely not. I'm not the most talented. I'm not a lot of things. But the one thing I do think I'm pretty good at is looking within and being able to have a good barometer on where my authenticity lies. So a lot of my difficulties were just about doubling down and being confident enough to execute those feelings. And thankfully, I had great parents. I had a great support system. I went to great schools and stuff. And as I matured through the industry, I was able to take more chances. So that's why Fox 5 has been my favorite job of all time because I've, I mean, when you look at those reels, you're like, oh, this guy's like being him. Like, there's no way you could look at that and be like, oh, this guy's not being who he right. truly is genuinely. And they know? let you do, and they allow you to do And they do that allow way. me to right. do that. I had long hair for a while. I lot, saw that. I was going to say, like, you had the skateboard there's hair. Of, there's not a lot of, like, news people <laughs> that have that hair. He, he was, I saw you eat shit on the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, that was with Leticia <laughs> Buffoni, who's like an amazing skateboarder. She was an Olympian. And, um, yeah. It, that, no, I saw it all. I loved it. I just hit the concrete I hard. actually, I, I busted ass on a skateboard, too. But, uh, I tried yeah. the longboard. Yeah, so you definitely are living life. Um, when you actually interviewed Shaq, yeah. Like, was there a favorite part of the interview that you like? Like, so I know he's always a clown. Like, he's always like talking behind and like I always like him. messing with people. You know, I'm obsessed. But now with I, him. I know he's a DJ now. Like, he's doing a lot. He does a lot of stuff. He's a great <laughs> human being. He gives back so much to the community. Like, he's no joke. He really, this guy is like an amazing human. And for me, being a huge basketball fan, I mean, it's Shaq. You know, like how many people in our world have one name and you like know who it is? Right. Right. Like. Pharrell, you know, Madonna, Shaq, you know, I mean, if there's only a few people like that in our universe, right? So, Seal, you know, like <laughs> random people, you know? So, I mean, it's Shaq, you know? So, the first time I interviewed him, I really, um, he took to me and he really said the most, I actually, it's, it's an amazing story. After the interview, he pulled me aside for a quick moment and said to me, you're really good. Like and he didn't have to do that. Like after the interview, yeah. he just and I have it on camera. So I was like a little, and this was like only three, like three years ago. I was like a little kid. I literally ran out of the interview, called my mom and dad like immediately in New Jersey, and was like a little kid, like Shut shrieking. Me, like, and it meant so much to yes, me. Yes, and I then love so that. the second time I interviewed him, we already had an amazing rapport. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was like screwing with me and like. Yeah. Like flicking my earlobe during That's our interview. That's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. probably my favorite person I interviewed ever. I think that that we're similar in the way that we make people feel comfortable yeah. when we interview them, and it's not just like you know, like 
do, 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 you know, it's like, that's why I like how, when I, you know, it's faded truth. So like, we're going to drink, we're going to smoke, we're going to do something, but you're going to be comfortable while you're talking right. to me because I want to see the genuine, authentic, I want it to come out, you know? Yeah. And I've even had people that I had to re-record. Oh, really? Because they're like, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that on camera. And I'm like, well, there was three cameras. I don't know where you were confused. Right. You, you've got <laughs> but their But you know, people down. are just, yeah, yeah people yeah. are just like ready to, yeah. to relax. So that's a really good compliment. Someone actually gave that to me when they were talking about the Red Man thing, and like people have been hitting me up, like, "Hey, I like how you're. In- I like your oh. interview style. Oh, you know, cool. I want to collab or whatever yeah. the fuck." But um, it just it never goes unnoticed, even as much yeah. as you might think it. But 100%. when you get that physical like affirmation from that person, like, yeah. "Hey, you're doing a good job." I saw that guy on one of your reels too. He was like, um, "Oh yeah, who was Chico it? Bean?" Chico Bean. He from, was like, "Look, yeah. I know this industry. Yeah, He's like, and you out. are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you look. You yeah. watch." Yeah, I, um, it means a lot. I put, the biggest thing I learned from Howard Stern, and I, like that's why it really means, like you're ingratiating yourself to your interviewee, you know, um, when you put in the work beforehand. Like the way that you're recalling stuff from my reel, it, how can I not like you? Like you put in the time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like you put in the time to learn about me. So that's the same thing that I do when I interview people. It's not like... Well, what, isn't that what you're supposed to do? A lot of people don't. And I've been on interviews and people are like, wow, you're like ready. And I'm like, yeah. or they're like, how'd you find that? Don't. I'm like, it's, it's on your but highlight. Mo- <laughs> most people don't do that. But, most people then, think like surface level stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is my, if it's your passion, right? Then you want to... That's a different that's what, thing. That's a different thing, right? You know, but so why the fuck would I just be out here like, yeah, let me just talk to somebody. It's like... But you would be surprised because the barrier to entry in our industry now, like, listen, years ago when we were growing up, you couldn't just have a podcast. Like, that was not a, like, a realistic thing in the universe. Like, you would have to go get a job, work at a radio station, get on the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no social media. There's no... Inter- you can't just, like be in your grandma's basement recording a podcast <laughs> for right. YouTube. Like, that was not a thing. So to have the barrier to entry was so high, you couldn't get yourself in the door without really working hard. Now the barrier to entry is nothing. You can just start you one just literally in your car. You just put your iPhone up if you want and exactly. just start recording. So there's a lot of people because of that low barrier to entry that have just made the mm-hmm. game weaker. I agree because when, you know, in my mind when I started, I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then like sometimes you talk to people and they're like, yeah, podcast, whatever. And I'm right. like, no, no, no. Like check and out my website, see what the fuck I'm doing. You no, know, like it's not just. It's true. And that's why I'm even at fault with that because I get asked to go on a lot of podcasts and I won't go on them because I don't think they're up to par. You know, like I did. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm too good for this. <laughs> no, it's just because like. I just, it's going to be an uncomfortable experience. And at this point in my life, like, I don't want. Right, there's no reason to put like, yourself in Like, why am I going to do it? You know, like, I mean. <laughs> Thank it, you. I appreciate you for coming. No, I, feel, I feel blessed and no, honored. But, but you know how that is, right? 100%. So I just think, and so these questions, right? Does that mean, is it better or is it worse? I don't know. But it's just the circumstance that we're living in. So that means that there's going to be a lot of podcasts, a lot of people who consider themselves a talk show mm-hmm. host. And to me, it's like, okay, like prove it, you know, let's see if you can actually do this thing. And it's not like you have to have the credentials. Like 
I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, because you didn't go to journalism school, you can't have a podcast. No, that's totally not true. And there's a lot of people who don't go to journalism school and they have great podcasts. So I don't feel that way at all. And I don't want to make it seem like that's how I feel. But, no, I think you just need to have a, but a, you have to a have personality. A you have real. to be good. And again, that's what comes from the East Coast. We have a big personality, right? Right. And it makes it easier to talk to people. But I just want it to be like sports. Like to me, as much as I want to play in the NBA, I can't. <laughs> like I just can't Well at so, least you interview the people But the, uh, Yes yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is like I just want podcasting to be like playing in the NBA Like that's all I want I just want somebody to Like in order to play in the NBA You have to be good Like you If you're just playing at lifetime A pickup game You're dropping 50 <laughs> easy Because you're that good I just don't think podcasting should be That easy Where it's like Oh I can just Start right. for the Knicks because, like, I just decided I put on basketball shorts. You know, like yeah, that's it's definitely a saturated industry, I have to say. But I, I my confidence is like unmatched when it yeah. comes to certain things. So I'm like, I know that there's nobody, especially a female, by herself doing all of these things, covering yeah. all of these categories, getting all of these different types of celebrities, getting all these people to say things they would never say on camera. Yeah. You know, so I've been grinding, and I think that it came from like when I was little. Like you said, you knew in fourth grade. I didn't realize my talent. I looked back on like old camcorder videos of me with like this fucking oh, mic. Oh, that's right? great. And I'm like five and I'm like taking my dad around the house and I'm like, so here we have the dinner. Oh, that's you nice. know? And, and then now like the videos are gone, right? Because they got fucking taken. Oh, it's a shame. And um, I just thought about it and I'm like, wow, isn't it crazy how your life comes but back were, full circle? Were you always very gregarious and like you could talk to a stranger easily? You could talk to. Um, well, before I started like really healing and like not wanting to be an angry bitch to everybody, yeah, I would would be like that with my friends maybe, but uh, I always really had this big wall up with people. And yeah. even now, people that meet me, they're like, "You got really big walls." I'm like, "You should have seen me fucking ten years ago." Wow. You know, but yeah, um, I feel like now it's like I bartended for 15 years. I was in the fucking Which industry. Helps. That's a good. I could talk to a wall. I've done That's sales true. my whole life. Yeah. So getting into podcasting and like journalism, which yeah. I never looked at it as journalism uh-huh. until I started writing these blogs and everyone's like, no, you're a journalist. I'm yeah. like, oh shit. I didn't even know I could use that title and really feed off of it, you yeah. know? So I just enjoy talking to people, hearing their stories. It makes me feel better too sometimes. Yeah. Like it's been the whole hearing people and things they go through and how they get there. It's like, it's just cool, yeah. you know? Cause you don't really have those conversations with people. Um, most conversations are very, like you said, surface level. It's like, yeah. you know, no one really wants to hear what you're talking about. It's just like, yeah. yeah, let's ask and then not listen. And this way, I like, you know, I can kind of dig deep, learn, and then I really kind of usually continue the connections with people after the show. That's great. And we, you know, we link up or we're friends or right. whatever. Because you're genuine, you're off. The, you you want to be <clears throat> here. It's not like you're doing this for nefarious reasons. You're doing this for... (laughs) I am not evil. (laughs) A couple questions since you said you're a bartender for 15 years. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, a couple things. One, when you're at a bar and you're trying to get the bartender's attention... Oh, here we go. What is, like, the best way to be, like, not... You don't want to be that guy, right? You don't want to be that guy who's, like... So let's just say you're on a date with a girl, you're at like a club, or it's like a hot spot, the bartender's got a lot of stuff going on, but you don't want to be like with your date and that guy who can't make stuff happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because that's a bad, you don't want to, you know, 
you, I, I need all the help I can get. So I don't want to be waiting there for 45 minutes. We need to get your confidence up. So like, <laughs> so what's the best thing you can do in that situation to just make the bartender kind of gravitate to you? To Are be like, you I want to help him. The fact that you're asking this question means that you've had bad service in Vegas, correct? It's hard for... I've had, actually... I I'm think, saying when it comes to clubs... I think Vegas actually has the places. best service I've ever had in my entire life. Because people are professionals. Better than Atlantic City? Yes. Yes. Because I was like... By far. I'm definitely I a top bartender, 100%. I think Vegas is the best service I've ever had. But I'm just curious. It still happens occasionally. So well, because like, I had the issues when I moved here, right? I was trying to get service. I was trying to... I'm at the clubs and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had literally one, one uh, male bartender come up and he was like, Hey, okay. these girls aren't going to come up to you. Um, they don't serve pretty women. I'm going to take your tab. Wait, I'm what? Like, yeah. Wait, I'm confused. I was confused, too. Wait, explain it. No, I have no I was, clue what you're saying. He, I was at the nightclub bar trying as to get a, a drink. As a girl as, frequenting as the bar, not working there, just no, as no, a customer. No, I was at the, I was a customer. No one will come up to me, right? I'm and, trying to get everyone's attention. Hey, what's up? And you're up? trying to get guys and girls' attention or just girl bartenders? It was There was only one guy bartender. He finally came over because all the girls were in the section I was in. And he was like, hey, I'll take your tab. They're probably not going to serve you. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, you're a hot girl. It's just how it is. And I'm so like. Wait, what are you saying? Hot girls don't want to serve other hot girls? Yes. It's not. It's weird. Like in Jersey, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're making me money. And I'm not like one of those people anyway. I love fucking women. Like, hey, let's whatever the fuck. So you're saying there's a. It's just weird here. So with the service level, don't serve, okay. It's so maybe weird. I'm experiencing hot guys don't want to serve another hot guy. Maybe. I don't know. Just, but also, I have to put that um, out there. He says it's good customer service here. I'm going to call bullshit. I think that everyone here is a transient city. If you're on the strip, half the time you're getting half-ass service because they know you're probably either one not going to be back or two not give a fuck because uh, it's the strip, right? So they're huh. turning and burning. When you're a high volume, yes. right, and you're trying to get the, the bartender's attention. Yeah. Um, if she's a good bartender, yeah. she's going to look at you and she's going to say, I'll be right with you. She's going to put a napkin down. Uh, she's going to approach you in some way. It's which like, is, let me get you settled. I'll be right back. Hey, how about I acknowledge that you're there instead of staring like at that. my fucking screen yeah. and acting like you're invisible right. and taking 10 minutes to get to one person and taking one drink order for uh -huh. every hundred people. Like you're supposed to take 10 drink orders at a time and just bang that shit out. Okay. And th that's what you're supposed All to right. be doing. So, so I would suggest putting out a 20 at least. Put just putting out a 20. Hey, what do you mean? You I just sat down, just you no, show you're at them the a bar. 20? You're at the bar, you have a 20. Hey, I need some drinks. Wow. Because that's the only way they're going to get to you is if they feel like you're going to tip them more gotcha. than the bullshit they're going to get from everyone else and they know they're going to make five to 700 anyway. It doesn't matter if they serve you fast or not. They're okay. still making okay. $700. Okay, this is good to know. Right? All right, next question. Okay. And I just, I'm already going to just... I'm going to say you're welcome to all the men at home right now. Just Throw some money out, maybe. I'm That's just, all I can say. If it was me, I would address you. I'm just saying you're welcome in advance to this question I'm about to ask. Because everybody at home is going to be so thrilled about this. You're a guy. You're going to a bar. You see an attractive bartender. Okay? You're there alone. You're there with your friends. Whatever the circumstances. But there's a bartender that you're into. Okay. How do we ask out that bartender? Are you a local or are you visiting? Let's start with local. Okay. Let's be selfish like it, for my I feel, situation. Yeah, I feel like it's easier for locals because, you know, like, as bartenders, sometimes we would just want to, like, fuck the customers because they're out there from England for a day or, like, whatever, really? you know? And it's like, I'm never going to see this person again. Let's make pretend we don't have an English accent. <laughs> we, we don't really have any of that sophistication. We're just like a dude in Henderson who goes to a bar and he thinks the bartender's okay. hot. 
Let's, um, let's break this down to, you know, I don't have an Australian I don't accent. Know. I don't know. I don't look like Chris Hemsworth. We're just we're just coming in cold. I think I think it's I think you already have an advantage because you're not a you're not like a sloppy person like drunk sitting at the bar like, "Hey, you know, like you can actually talk to people." So okay, I feel but like what are we just, saying? What what are you saying? It's what the same thing you would say if you met a girl at Trader Joe's. I don't know. Hi, how I don't are know you? what to say to a girl at Trader Joe's. Hey, how are you? How you doing? How, you, that, know? That, you could say that to a girl at Trader Joe's. 100%. I don't think you can. I mean, you got to try. Have people come up to you at Trader Joe's and said, hi, how are no, you? No, a lot of people are scared of me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, because I, don't but I would respect if someone came up and said, hey, how are you? Um, you know. Wait, let's play this. Can we actually play this out? Let's, let's play roll. the role. Let's roll. Play we need, I feel like, can we get a so, refill first? <laughs> <laughs> I know I need one. You need a re- okay. What do, do how does this work on Faded Truth? Do you take a pause? Oh, Nothing. We could just pause it and then we come back. That's how it works. We just gotta go All right, to so the bar. She has my tab. So okay, this is how we're. This, I could practice. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? No, I'm joking. Um, all right, so let, we're gonna refill, and okay. then because everybody at home is already like, oh, I love this guy, Mike Davis. Is like this is Michael the stuff, Mike Davis. This is the stuff we need to know. <laughs> so you're gonna tell us two things when we get back. We're gonna dis- we're actually gonna role play okay. like I'm Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> and you can be you know whoever. You know. I'm gonna be up here like this. You'll be Meryl Streep. I'll be <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis, and we're gonna act out like we're in an aisle. At I'm Trader making Joe's. my Long you know, Island with my four oh, bottles no, well, like no, this we, guy. We gotta do bartender, but we also gotta do Trader Joe's. We gotta do both. I think we'll start with Trader Joe's. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> hello, hello. Okay, we're good. And we're back. <laughs> We just got more drinks. Shout out to my Negroni. Have you ever had a Negroni? Yes. Do you not, like them? They're okay. Cheers. I'm on like a gin kick. It's a very Italian I did vodka drink. like my whole life. Then tequila. Can't do whiskey. Isn't Negroni like an after dinner drink? Isn't that it's what it's a, supposed um, to be? Well, it's actually an um, aperitif, I think. Yeah. I think it's a before is, dinner that, drink. Oh, no, is it? So oh, after dinner is the digestive. Gotcha. Like limoncello, which oh, I do love. Oh, okay. All right, so what was our scenario that we're acting? All right, so we're starting in Trader Joe's. <laughs> because you're, like, making pretend, like, you would be, like, comfortable. If I if a guy I thought was cute... Comes up to you at Trader Joe's. And says, hey, how are you? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to be like, hi, how are you? That's all you're saying. You don't have to say, like, oh, you know, uh, that trail mix that you're looking at, that's the good one. No, you why can't say, you, you just say, come up and start a conversation with you? You, you don't have to say a line... You don't have to make would, a reference to. I would really hate it if you out. came up and said, "You're so beautiful." That's okay. Right. No. Well, I know that. Let's I'm not like, an idiot. Let's come up I, and be I, like, I, "Hey, hey, how are you? What's your name?" That's the best line. I feel like that's the best thing. Like genuine. Like, "Hi, how are you? What's your name?" Not like I've been staring at you from the frozen aisle. <laughs> I want. I, I took all this courage to walk up. Like right. no, you can't you, be nervous. You gotta come no, you up. You just gotta do it with some purpose. It's gotta be like a reflex. I mean, honestly, I've never had anyone do it at Trader Joe's because it's fucking Trader Joe's, but, like, I feel like, But you'd you know. be open to that. Yeah. Okay. See? There you go, guys. Just That's make it what, easy. Just, just make it a simple conversation. Hi, how are you? What's hi, how name? are you? My name is Angela. That's... Okay. How, right. You know? Wow. That's what you do? Yeah. And just then, whatever it goes from there. And it's the same... Does the same practice apply to the bartender? Like, if I'm at a bar and I see a bartender... Can I do the same thing? Hey, how are you? What's your name? 100%. That's what you do. But I'll be honest, as a bartender's point of view, yeah, yeah. we don't look at anyone very seriously across the bar. Because Maybe if we meet you outside of the bar, right? But as a customer because to you have a to, you have worker, to look, you have to. it's not about that. It's just the perception of 
you probably are in the club all the time. I work in the club every night. It's like a turning, or, you know, a turnaround of people. So how genuine are you that you really want to talk to me? I, you probably just talked to the 17 bartenders you met in Vegas, and this is your fifth night here, and you're just trying to fucking do something, you know? That's how that's how it really seems. Yeah, Unless you're in like a gaming bar and you're like, hey, I'm a local, like the bartender, then you can establish a connection. You can really have a conversation because, gotcha. like, you know, it's slower at like yeah. those kind of bars. You really build rapport with people rather than a nightclub where you're like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, gotcha. you know. So that's why I was different because I always built rapport with my customers, and they'd always come back to the clubs. So they would always sit me really good and bring their friends and whatever because it's like you're not just a number. Like I'm trying to make money off you, right. and I want you to come back. Why wouldn't I? That makes sense. And for people at home, if if you hear something in the background right now, <laughs> that is not like somebody trapped behind the walls. It is it's a vocalist, a jazz singer who is doing warm up exercises just over there. Yeah. So. And I'm excited because we're gonna get some jazz in. We're gonna see some jazz later. Get a front row seat. feel like I'm trying to like this information this this expertise that you this lesson that you've just given the audience and myself I feel like it's one of those things where it's like okay you drop some knowledge but is it like it's like uh, it's it's not like as you wanted more yeah I you mean, want a, you want like a deeper it was just like I just thought there would be more to it you know but, but there's just, not it's yeah. not I mean me personally I'm like me yeah. people might think I'm bougie or um extra but like I'm a simple person like if I can start a conversation with you or you can start even if you can start one with me it's even better right because I can start a conversation with a wall right. like I said so it's like I can talk to anybody and sometimes people take that as oh she's flirting with me or like oh you know and I'm like I'm just like talking because I gotcha. can talk to anybody 
But if you can start a conversation with me huh. and me not be like, yeah, what the, yeah, f- yeah whatever. That's a good thing. It's really interesting. Like me personally, I'm very aloof with like stuff like that. So most of my situations are like people hitting on me. Okay. You know, and it's like so I don't really take a lot of chances in doing that. I've have in the past, but I don't do you, it. You belong on Bumble. <laughs> it's the girl, not, the girl has to reach but out. I'm a, but I'm a control freak, <laughs> and I like like if I am feeling it that much, I will. But I just don't do it frequently, you know? And I guess my everyday, it's more so somebody doing that to me. Right. But, how, so how does a girl approach you, typically? Um, how do they know? Uh, I guess a lot of it is people, I guess, through work or somebody I know through a situation. And maybe I just meet them for the first time. But we're establishing a, a basis from something. You know, whether it's formulating from an interview or from work or it's formulating from, you know, being out and about. But um, I don't know. I don't think I've had any, I've never had somebody come up to me at Trader Joe's. <laughs> I'm just know. saying it because I've, I've been off dating Albertsons. apps now yeah. for years, right? You're not on them. I've, I've, been, out, I've been off of them yeah. for years. And um, I just feel like they did get you nowhere except toxicity and people that are really not serious about anything right. personally I don't I don't personally want like a full blown relationship anyway so no. like I'm not that's not really what I'm looking for I'm really not looking for shit I'm at that point in my life where I'm like you're happy I just yourself. might be one of those people that's like really hey I might just fuck people around the world when I travel and like be okay with it and not wow. commit to anything gotcha, because yeah. I just don't care like before I had a def- very different mindset right? what was that mindset you were like you wanted like the love of your life no never love oh, I just nev- want a dick that's the quote of the evening (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that's it right there like you know i was always just a just a man eater or a heartbreaker and i I just never wanted to commit or never wanted love ever no i never saw it never knew how to like never never wanted it never wanted marriage never wanted kids still don't and some people are like, well, aren't you lonely? I'm like, not really. Like, I had yeah. two dogs. Love them. When they yeah. die, maybe I'll get a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I work so much. I have so much going on in my life. Like, right. I wear so many hats. Yeah. That unless you're going to literally contribute to, like, my mental state, help me grow, and also maybe get me off here and there, like, okay, great. But, like, <laughs> you know, other than that, like, I don't need I right. don't need to use you for dick no more. That's not where my mind state is. Like, See, it's interesting. I think, listen, my whole thing is people should be able to pursue the things they want to do. I don't think it's a good thing for people to just be conditioned in society to think that they need to have children, they need to be in marriages. Like, people should be able to do what they want to do and pursue the types of relationships or non-relationships that they want to. So I'm a big proponent for that. I think it's it's interesting. I do think that... Um, I am very intrigued personally with myself on what I relationship-wise want because I'm. It's very hard for me to figure those things out because I think I'm so like I know a hundred percent what I want for my professional life okay. and my personal life. It's the questions are like, how would a relationship enter the mix with that? And I'm I'm mm-hmm. very in like where would you fit it? Kind of I don't know. Yeah, and I don't have the answer. I actually think about that sometimes because people are like, well, how would you, how do you do 10 things and still relax, right? And I think it's just 
yeah. priorities and what you want to make your time for. Like, yeah, you might be interviewing Shaq today, but then you might also want to go home and lay with your girlfriend on the couch and eat popcorn or something, you know? Like, you make time for what you want to make time for. So I think if you found the person that you really connected with, yeah. it would be able to, you would be I, able to, like, yeah, integrate it better. It you know what I mean? I think for me, it's like I need... Like I, I need somebody who stimulates me to the level that I'm stimulated myself. Oh, that's hard. And I, <laughs> that's right, hard. that's the hard thing. And I've like, and I'm okay if I don't find that person. Mm-hmm. Then I but don't want to fake anyone. Right, but I'm I'm very real and about you're, that. You're, you're, everything works for a long time. You know, like we have like timelines and shit on babies and eggs and freezing. Oh, you're shit. saying men versus women? Yeah, like you guys can really just. You can be like a stag until 60 and still pop out a kid if you want, you know? Right. So it's like you really don't have a timeline. You're, just, you're 30, you're living, yeah. living your dream. Have you ever interviewed anybody that you're like, I like Fevin. Is that her name? Oh, Faven. Faven. Yeah, yeah. Love her. Yeah, she's a great person. She's a good friend of mine. Um, have I inter- ever interviewed what? Somebody that you were like interested Into? in? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my aunt, yes is the short answer. But I do think professionally, I do try, like you were saying, from the bartender perspective, like there is a barrier. Like, because I think in order to really be professional and good, and listen, like, in the, especially in media and this industry, like, you don't want to be the guy or you, like the guy or girl. Like, I just, I think it's gross to be trying to do that in your work. I think I don't love you that. You can't mix business with pleasure. Yeah, yeah, you know, you so don't shit where you eat, guys. That's I never think, ends up good. And I'm not saying like it's not a blanket thing. I think people can. I choose kind of not to. You know, that's kind of my thing. Um, it's a good boundary. I think it's a good boundary. I do think though that there is like just a weird thing. Whereas like me, when I'm at work, like I'm just not thinking that way. When I'm at Trader Joe's, I'm thinking that way. <laughs> But when I'm at work, I'm not thinking I'm that I'm telling way. you, one day at Sprouts or Trader Joe's, you're going to meet her. You're going to meet her. It's but, easier to meet women. But I think, you know, so thankfully, like, I, I'm kind of just on a different plane or track of mind when I'm working compared to other stuff, you know. But do you, like, want to get married and have kids? Is that something that you I think so, yeah. Okay. But I do think I'm not of the camp of people who are like, oh, 100%. Like, to me... That stimulation, that connection is going to be the key factor. If I meet somebody who makes me want those things, then I'm going to be all about it. What but if they have kids already? What if they have kids? Yeah. I've dated people with who already had kids. Okay. Like when I first moved here, I was dating somebody. Or was it right when I moved? It was like about a year, I would say, into my time here. So I've, I've dated all types of people, you know? Yeah, I feel like I would rather date someone that already had kids. They got really? it out the way. You know? And as long as they're not, like, two. And we got to, like, fucking raise them together and you're still fucking the baby mom and shit. Like, I don't want to deal with any of that. But if they're like, you know, you got kids, I'm like, all right, cool, you got it out the way. Yeah. You know? Because I really don't want to birth anything, just to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think's like, the hardest or craziest question that you've asked somebody that kind of, like, shocked them? Um trying to think i think the first thing that comes to mind i i love david blaine i think that was the best show i've seen in las vegas that was non-musical related um when i interviewed him i did ask him because he's so does so much incredible stuff i did ask him like you know have you ever felt you were close to like killing yourself from trying something so i think 
I, that's what made me write the question down. Oh, really? When you said that, and I was I like, think, oh, I got to see what the word. I the think it was on. very New Jersey because I think, like, to me, that's the epitome. Because, like, I think a lot of people are thinking that, but they don't ask it. Right. So I think when I asked it, like, that was the first thing that hit my mind. But um, I don't know. I I, I ask people. Has anyone ever, uh, after the fact, uh, other than telling you that you're a good interviewer, have they ever been like, "Damn, I didn't, know, I didn't think you were going to ask that question." Yeah, people say that. People say that. Um, I think, I think it's about engagement. You know, like that's the big thing that is so lost, and that's why I'm enjoying this a lot. Is because you're engaged. You know, like there's a lot of podcasts or people who are just they're just doing it. It's like through. It's just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's people that. Go through the motions at work. They, you know, you could go through the motions at Trader Joe's, or you could be present <laughs> at Trader Joe's. I've been both. Like I've been in there with my AirPods. I'm just trying to grab something yeah. incognito. I'm not. You know, there could be Jennifer Aniston in there, and I'm not even noticing her, right? But sometimes you're just super present and connected yeah. to your experience, and you're like, you know, I don't need to listen to the Fate of Truth podcast <laughs> while I'm also shopping for my yes, trail you mix. Do. Yes, you know. Sometimes you do. I met a cool guy at Trader Joe's, and actually his friends now are Now you're like, saying this? No, not like that kind of guy. I met one of the workers there. Oh, they're friendly to everybody. That's part of what makes the experience so great. Right, that's what I'm saying. When so I went there, I'm like, y'all are all fucking happy on crap. They're great. It's crazy. Yeah, they're and great. so I met the guy, and he actually, his friend has a podcast, and she's been renting out the Bellagio podcast room. Oh. And been doing stuff there and bringing gotcha. it there. But he was like, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can connect and I'm like you never know when yeah. you talk to people right I mean he may have come up to you and been like oh well it's the second time I met him name? first time he helped me last time I was there he helped me find a good bottle of wine Ooh. then when I saw him again I was like all right I'm gonna give See, him my card that might be a move <laughs> that might be a move when you're no. helping somebody find out a good bottle of wine I think that's a move they but, always they always tell me they're like you need to air this one out you know See, that's a move <laughs> but I love them because I'm like oh this is great Gotcha. But yeah, I love our interview styles. I think we're very similar in that. I'm glad you got you kind of open up with me because when I first called you, I felt like you thought maybe I was like crazy, or like you why does this bitch want to talk to me? Yeah. Oh. I just saw you observing me, and I was like, he's like has no idea what he's about to get into. <laughs> well, I was also like interested why you wanted to have me on. You know. Well, shout out to Mike because he connected. Uh, yeah, he yeah. connected us. He was like, hey, this guy would be really great. And in my mind, right, like you said, Fox Five. I'm like. All right, let's check it out and see like what he's yeah. doing. And then when I saw that you were fucking didn't give a fuck, I'm like, oh, this is great. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, be yeah. perfect. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I really don't know as far as media. Like, I think like having my own network would be cool. But yeah. I also just see myself like, you know, covering things and like. Yeah. What are your thinking. hopes and dreams for this? Like, what would be? So ideally, I would like a network on some type of television platform. As far as like my own show, like what does that mean? Like you want like how like Oprah M- has her own network, like yes. her own channel. Yes, or just having my own show on a network, whether that's MTV, BET, whatever. Okay. Um, now lately, I've been getting into streaming services um, because obviously they have the ad revenue to push out your content, right? right? So, I'm honestly, I had no specific goal when I started the show. Had no idea what I was doing, yep. and even three years later, people are like, "So, what do you want to do?" And I'm like. I'm just happy I'm still doing that. I'm happy I'm still right. believing in myself and making it because being a by-yourself content creator with not as much support as you would yeah. think. Um, yeah, people love me, but at the end of the day, I'm still Jersey. So there's two, there's only so many people that can really get in my bubble, right? And yeah. I'm 3,000 miles away from those people that are close to me, right? Meaning you're I'm saying in Vegas. you think your support 
the people who are your followers, the people who are really interacting with yourself, you still think they're more Jersey based? No, Vegas I'm saying based? personally, my personal life, yeah. the support that gets you through to oh, keep going is back home. is all the way three thousand yeah, miles yeah, away. Yeah. It's not in Vegas, right? In Vegas, I'm very closed off. But you're doing I don't well. talk to a lot of people. See, I, don't, I feel like you're doing very well here, though. I am, but that's why I keep staying because I know there's something here for me. But yeah. mentally, it's been a very big struggle since I even moved here. Before I even started the show, it was a lot. I wanted to move home every couple of weeks and every couple yeah. months, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "What am I? What am I moving home to? Right. The winter, hurricanes, a, de- a deteriorating economy. Like, yeah. there's really nothing, you know." And then right. I just kept sticking it out. And I already know my life's gonna be amazing. It already is. <laughs> like, it already is. Like, yeah. it is. I can't ask for anything better. But um, it's definitely gonna grow from here. So I'm just excited to like be able to connect with someone who's like actually doing what the fuck like people think I'm doing <laughs> you know and they're like you're a journalist you're the, the, the. I'm like no, not really I'm just you know talking yeah. to people and writing some blogs and whatever but like this is what you went to school for you've been doing it so I was excited to like pick your brain and just yeah, kind of yeah. see where it brought you yeah. and I'm excited that you could do that on live tv just like everything you're doing <laughs> I mean I'm very impressed with you I think you know to me listen I, I think once again I'm very I'm of the camp where I just think there's a lot of things that you can't learn from journalism school, right? There's a lot of things that you just have to have the innate ability or, you know, it's part of your just nature, you know, who you are. So, like, I think no matter how, if you went to all the journalism schools you went into in the world and practiced and studied all day long, you can't fake authenticity. You can't fake or learn genuine, you know, genuineness and an an excitement to be doing an interview and mm-hmm. a, and a real true authentic uh, quality to want to connect with another human being like that it doesn't matter you could be locked in a room studying textbooks all day you're not going to learn how to do that that's right. just something you have to be born with i don't know if you can teach that you know so um, yeah i think a lot it's a lot of things in life it's like marrying you know, core qualities and things that are true to you with a little bit of practice and a little bit of experience. And when those things come together, I think a lot of good things happen. You yeah. Know? That's why you need a team. Yeah. You know, that's why I've been trying to build little by little. So that's why I have Mike because he's great with all the back end, all the tech shit, all the things that I'm like, I have no idea, right. you know, what's going on. So I've been learning a lot. And, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest like my path in Vegas it's, it's been good I can't complain I'm blessed mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited for the show and to see where it goes and what connections I make and how the fuck it takes off you know I think you're doing a good job I think I mean it's going a little downhill going from Lamar Odom and Redman to Mike Davis <laughs> but <Stop. laughs> beyond that you're doing great um, honestly <laughs> I have a way better interview with you than Lamar Odom really <laughs> saying well we both dated Kardashian so did you no <laughs> See, you almost believed me there for a second. I was like, oh my God, I got to hear this. Because um, everyone's like, why didn't what? you ask him about the Kardashians? Why didn't you ask him about yeah, why didn't Kobe? You? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I didn't even know anything about Lamar Odom. I just thought, like, when they asked me to interview him, it was off the, it was on the fly. Yeah. Same day. I went there to interview Redman, which I was prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I was until he started telling me things. And I'm like, how did I not know this? And then they're like, hey, you want to interview Lamar Odom? And I'm like, I'm like rolodexing everything I've heard about him I'm like uh do I have to like are you really? sure oh. and then I realize he's got a cannabis brand yeah, he's yeah. actually doing a rehab center you know whatever um he took probably 10 dabs before he got 
to this seat with me because we were and in a dab tent. Explain to me what a dab is. I know a I dab look cool, is a like concentrate. I know that, okay, so so it's like a uh, it's a concentrate. So you put it in your rig, which looks like a bong. And what's a rig? A rig is like a like a it looks like a bong. You know okay. what a bong is, yeah, right? Uh -huh. When you smoke weed out of. So you put a it rig. in your rig. Okay. It's concentrate. You heat yeah. it. It's heated up. Okay. Put it in and it just turns to vapor and you just hit it. But it's like ten times stronger than if you just hit like a blunt. Right, so he's just dabbing over and over and over. So by the time he got to me, he was faded. He was like faded, faded. Right. So I tried to do the best I could with what I had. Gotcha. That's an interesting. <laughs> but it idea. wasn't as engaging right. as I would have thought it would be. Right. right. So for me, after I left this interview, in my mind, I didn't. I was like, oh my god, this content's horrible. Like, how are we gonna fucking make this work? Right, like, right. You know, I was like all worried and shit. And then I look back at it, and I'm like, all right, it wasn't that bad. But people, you know that see me there they're like oh you did such a great job interviewing oh, and I'm so like yeah. I'm like I really wasn't even at my best at that time you know right. so I'm like happy that just the authenticity shows because right. I can't hide anything I'm, I'm a bad faker that's why I've never been an actor or like I couldn't really do the things I was yeah. trying to do because I'm like I can't act like I fuck I'm gonna talk to you I don't <laughs> you know so yeah. I like how it still shows even when I'm nervous or even when I feel like I'm not doing the best it still comes out great so I've been trying to own that more and just come like really into like, okay, like, yeah. you know, this is what the fuck you want to do or like, this is one of your crafts and this is a good thing. It's not the end all be all maybe, but it's going to take me, this brand is going to, I'm just like, you know, doing little things off the brand here and there, whether that's my weed strain, whether that's whatever, it's going to be connected to the gotcha. original brand, which is Faded Truth. Gotcha. So I'm excited. Do you have it? You have businesses outside of? I, I thought you were going to ask if I have a strain. No, I know you don't. No weed for you. I was going to ask you the first time you got faded, though. Um, well, first of all, am I the first person on this show to, like, not be... Absolutely not. Oh, really? Athletes do not smoke, usually. Really? Okay. Depending on what season they're in. Yeah. I'm a bi I'm big... In Did I tell you I'm big into Muay Thai? <laughs> He's super. trying to. We're not in Trader Joe's. Okay, I'm super. I'm He's super trying big. to get the same uh, scars uh, over here. Oh, God. I'm super into Muay Thai. Um... I honestly have tried it once, you know, and I just didn't didn't do anything for me, you know. The Muay Thai? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking in the faded sense. Oh, marijuana. No, I meant like drinking. So faded doesn't have to be weed. It oh, it be, doesn't. It could be alcohol too. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, we're learning things. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the first time you got faded, like you got drunk as hell, and when was that? It was at college. Probably like high school. Probably was senior year of high school. Probably, okay. I forget. I don't. I don't remember. Probably, I would say, high school. Okay. You don't like have a memory of like the first time you got drunk and you were like, oh my god, I'll never drink again. I mean, I remember the first time I really got was college, probably where I was really like blackout. But it only happened like one time in my life. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> back to the books. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was actually visiting a friend at a different school, but yeah, I mean, I'm very, like, I enjoy a drink as just like a drink. Like, I'm very, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm a control freak, so I really like to have my facilities. Like, I'm not one of these people who's uh, looking for escape, you know, so like, you, I don't like roller coasters. You have to be always, no matter what, you have to be in control kind of thing, right? I That's guess. how I am, though. That's I why... Like I've always liked weed because I never felt out of control. Okay. See, like, I don't, so I don't, and I'm, I'm not entirely certain, you know, like, it's hard to speak to things about yourself 
because it's hard to psychoanalyze yourself, although I do do that frequently. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I ever did go to a therapist, they would probably, I've never been to therapy, but I'm pretty sure they would say, oh, you're a control freak. I feel like- They as, would diagnose as I, you like as that? I'm, right, as I'm diagnosing myself, and why I do certain things or don't do certain things, I think that's part of it. If I can diagnose you yeah, right now, yeah, let's do I'm going to just say that I can give you some brain food. Give me some brain uh, mineral, food. and it'll make you literally like feel great, focus. Oh, this like, is an actual thing. Yeah. Well. Oh, I thought you were just gonna. I thought you were gonna just psychoanalyze me right now. No, I meant like I'm not gonna psychoanalyze you at all. I think you're a great person, but okay. for what you're telling me, I would give you a mineral, which is called brain food. Uh-huh. Which is going to See, right to when help. you say mineral, I'm already out. I'm like, what? A mineral? Yeah, like not a vitamin, not a pharmaceutical thing that's created in a lab that says it's a male centrum, right? This is plants. Okay, it's All the way. Okay. Heals your body from within, cleans your blood out. Um, a brain food is going to help with ADHD, um, people with depression, but people that also have issues focusing. I take yeah. it every single day. You can imagine how many things go on in my mind a day. So it's like... It was very hard for me to get it yeah. together once I started getting into the media, right? Because right, right. I'm like, okay, I'm a VP of sales. Right. I'm a director. I run an entire office. Right. Now I'm also doing a podcast. Right. Now I'm also doing a weed strain. Right. I'm also doing a drop shipping. I'm doing a, a lot right. of things. So uh, for me to focus, that's a really good thing. Right. And, and just to be clear, I, I think I've done a lot of research, watched a lot of documentaries. Like I know psychedelics, certain plant medicines. Like I, It's not that I'm against anything. I'm just saying I haven't chosen to explore it myself. You, you know? will. Yeah, I'll get you on some. You'll I've love been. it. You'll feel like Superman. You already you already carry yourself that you probably don't let your anything like get to you, like you get the job done. Yeah, yeah. But to get the job done in a most effective way every day, yeah. you might want to wake up at fucking 5 a.m. and fucking be ready to go and get your workout done. To be like, honest, honest the, I'm just like... The only thing I'm worried about is like, what if I did take something and I'm like, Paul McCartney? What if I like could write the greatest song of all? Like, what if I'm just like, that's my act. I'm glad you brought point. me there because I saw you singing as well. You sang a lot. Okay, you was singing. I love music. I'm an you awful. You was singing. He's trying to get up there with a jazz dancer. So can you just like, can you sing something for me? I can't say. I mean, can I hear a little something? I mean, first of all, I sing a lot on TV. <laughs> We're um, on TV. I just love music. Like, that's a big thing. Like, if I honestly, I think I have the greatest job in the world. Like, this is my dream job. The only other two potential dream jobs would probably be like an NBA player, but even more than that, to be like a musician. Like, okay. I, I would Well, you love, said you played the sax. I wasn't good. I just wish I could be like a singer songwriter. So, if like plants could help me access. <laughs> The, those feelings and be like a little like how some you know okay I mean I'm, I'm gonna tell you that's gonna let you access everything the thing that's really a shame is like we all know the bottom line the story is I do it and I would still be an awful singer I'd still be a bad songwriter like it's not gonna change anything we know that but I'm just there's like a 1% chance that you know I got hey, like an amazing album in me don't question the minerals alright don't question the minerals minerals Minerals, I've not never vitamins. People, I've never heard I people. I know you haven't. Like, minerals is like if we're studying geology. Right, like, the so last time I heard minerals was in geology class. Okay. Um, do you know who Dr. Sebi was? No. Okay. So, when you go home, you wanna, I want you to research him. S-E-B-I. S-E-B-I. That's why I was, that's why I'm going to Honduras in two days. <laughs> to what? Um, to go to the village. 
Where? In La Ceiba, Honduras. Um, and what did he do there? So basically he was, uh, he healed himself from asthma and diabetes within a month with an alkaline. Is he, is he dead? Or is yeah, he? he's passed away. His family's taken over the business. Um, so I've had his grandson on, I've had consultants on, I've wow. had a bunch of people and I actually did an episode in Honduras last year when I went for the first retreat because I actually had health problems that I found out about. Um, and I had to, you know, make shit happen. So I went down there, went for a week, came back, fucking blood was 10 times cleaner than it was before. Really? Just from a week being there, they give you uh, minerals every day, you drink bitters, you drink, they give you an alkaline diet. Alkaline means that you're not putting any acid in your body. Even if you're a vegan, you're eating these things that are putting acid, which is bread, um, tofu, soy, or whatever. But normal eating that we usually eat, meat, dairy, um, bread, cheese, it's all putting acid into your bloodstream, right? So when people have diseases, diabetes, cancer, ADHD, emphysema, fucking whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's coming because your blood isn't clean. So if you clean your blood and you alkalize it, it, um, the disease cannot live in your body. So that's what I preach, right? So I live a plant-based diet. Um, You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna no longer put anything that I know is gonna put me back. And it was hard. You're completely plant-based. You don't eat meat. No. You don't eat poultry. No. You you don't eat fish. No. You don't eat dairy. No. So you're vegan. You're complete vegan. You don't eat that. This is my first time saying I'm vegan on camera. Are you actually vegan? Yeah, I actually was plant-based. I've been plant-based for about, um, working on it for about two years now, right? And started when I started taking the minerals. Started taking what they gave me was sea moss and a blood purifier. That was it. I took it for a couple days. I felt like fucking superwoman. I was waking up with the sun. I had so much energy. I was like... It was yeah. crazy, right? So I'm like really intrigued. So then they tell you that you have to do an alkaline diet in order for it to work better, right? You can't just take these and be clean if you've been putting shit in your body for 30, 40, 50 years, right? Because when people's diseases come up, it's usually right. 40s, 50s, 60s. I got type 2 diabetes. I got stage 4 cancer. I got emphysema. I got fucking whatever it is, right? <clears throat> My kids, they're fucking ADHD, whatever it is. We're putting all these things in our body that cause it, right? So now I've kind of gotten more into that part of, like, cons- what I'm consuming. And it's been hard because I'm from Jersey and I'm a foodie. So my bread and cheese always went with a side of bread and cheese. Like, right. that's how we eat, right? And then now um, I just decided that I just don't want to put anything dead into my body. So how long have you been doing this? So plant-based, I've been on and off, well, on for, like, two years. But I was always, like, 80, 70, 80%. I would go home, fuck shit up come back and be good right yeah no problem sometimes i'll come out here get my you know go to my trattoria whatever get my veal parm get my fucking mushroom risotto yeah. and now i'm uh yeah i watch a and couple good it. documentaries you don't miss it. if you guys ever ever want to get really fucking uncomfortable watch dominion on youtube uh-huh. a two-hour documentary about the slaughterhouses and what happens yeah before you get the food to your plate and after watching that, I've been doing a lot of research. And it's crazy because, like I said, I've been doing a 180. I feel like people can really change, right? Because I would never in my life think I could live off this type of food or diet before. And now my mindset's changed to where I'm, like, really conscious. And I'm like, okay, do I really want to put this fucking tortured animal into my body, into my bloodstream after it's been wherever for six months then I just froze it for six months now I take it out I thaw it out I put it on the plate and I think it's great because it's a carne asada taco like I'm really like starting to think in a different 
mindset, right? And a lot of people hate vegans because they're like, oh, you guys are going to push shit on the world. And it's like, if you really research it, it makes a lot of fucking sense to save the fucking world. But I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, you have to be vegan. It's just, that's my choice. Personally, if I sit down, I just want to put clean shit in my body. And I want to like continue to do that from now on. That's all I want to do. Everyone else, you have your choice. I don't give a fuck. We're at a steakhouse. I don't give a fuck, right? Me personally, it's just my choice. Unless people try to ask me and debate me, I'm not going to get into it because I already know the whole stigma and the bullshit. And I already know that a lot of people are way overprivileged when they should just be educating people more than getting mad at them for not knowing because we're uneducated. That's the problem. Our whole entire government has uneducated us for this entire life. We see commercials of fucking Fruit Loops. We see commercials of Chicken Nuggets. And we think we're supposed to be feeding our kids this every day. Then our kids grow up and they're like, why does my kid have ADHD? Why does my kid have depression? Why does my kid have anxiety? All these things, right? Because you're feeding their brain and their body sugar and fucking fat and fucking whatever else is in all this bullshit, right? Their entire life. Once you take it out, you'd be surprised how many people heal from their disease. Weeks. I took out dairy. My stomach is fine now. You know, all this shit. So I've just been learning it and I've just been trying to implement it into my life. Fruit Loops are so good. I, Fruit Loops are amazing. I, I'm doing oh. a I'm doing a, a ring light on the, <laughs> the the common U.S. foods that broke my heart. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> broke yeah, my fucking I heart. Mean, so I guess wow, that's a lot there, and congratulations. Yeah. And I think yes, I think we need a lot more people like you. People can do whatever they want. People, you know, I'm not a big person. Like I don't like when people push things on mm-hmm. people. You know, like. Do your thing, invest in yourself. I think it's like, to me, the sad thing is like, you just going into that whole soliloquy, it already exhausts me. Cause I'm already like exhausted just trying to comprehend the labor and the work it takes to figure those things out about yourself. The problem is educating, right? It takes a lot of time for you to now be at the point in your life where you are educated. And right? I only got there because I started the podcast. Okay. And I met the consultant. And she was like, take this. Right? And then I started interviewing Dr. Savy's grandson. Right. And then I went to the village where Lisa Left Eye Lopez stayed. I right. stayed in her hut. She died in Honduras, right? I stayed in her hut. And it's like you're learning all these things. And you're right. like, wow. This makes a lot of sense, right? I have my mom's sick. My dad's sick. Everyone in my life around me has had some type of disease. Right. And I've healed people. I've literally got their blood work from horrible to fucking amazing with just the minerals, not even changing their diet. Because asking a 60-year-old to change her fucking diet and not make it's chicken tough. cutlets yeah. is like, tough. it's impossible, right? Yeah. So for someone to have the dedication just to even stay for a few months on those right. things and no, see a true. change right. is how I know that I've, I'm like, I found my purpose. My purpose is oh, to help great. people with, with that mentally and physically, right? Because I've, I've done a lot of mental work. And um, a lot of people need that, and they don't know like what direction to go because it's taboo, therapy's yeah. taboo, all these things. But I really like made an impact on people, and that's why I haven't quit because I'm like, no, it's nice. This journey has yeah. taken me. It's tough. I in mean, a crazy way. It's tough. There's a lot like me. It's like even, I'm just thinking through my own stuff. Like even if I started doing the education, and you were teaching me, and you held my hand, and you showed me the way. Like I have so many personal attachments to what pizza you know certain no. different things like i don't if i showed you you wouldn't i don't know if i could pizza give it was up. my favorite food cheesesteaks right I favorite don't, fucking food i don't think i, I agree give it up. i was you five months ago <laughs> literally it's crazy 
and it's just like once you start educating once you physically see it you can't unsee it you cannot unsee what i'm going to show you i guess and yeah. people say i ask people hey you want me to send you something so you can make maybe get better with your diet i don't want to see it i don't right. want to see where it comes from right because well, people want to be oblivious right because yeah. if but if you see where it comes from and it makes you cry it makes your stomach hurt you look away because you don't want to see what's being tortured or whatever the fuck is going on pumped with hormones and it's going on your plate maybe you shouldn't eat it that's the, that's the down that's the bottom line right if i can't show you where your food comes from and you can't physically watch it without getting sick and upset and mad then why are you eating it and that's where i like it was just like a light for me yeah. and i was like how am i going to go to school for marine biology when i was younger loved animals my whole life worked at shelters but i'm going to be like oh i want to save this dog but like i'm going to go eat this pig like it was just like a f switch for me yeah. So now I'm just like, I, mean, I can I, still get all the things I need from normal fucking food, like without having to have meat or dairy. It, you think it sounds hard, but once you kind of like Vegas, it makes this, it easy for us. Is this a one size fits all? Like, is everybody this or don't you think certain people need meat in no, their diet? 100% no. So plant based yeah. is for your health. Okay. Vegan is for the animals. That's the difference. Plant based is just for you personally saying, hey, I want to do better. Vegan is like, hey, I want to also help the world. Stop the fucking emissions. Stop the, you know, I don't want fish to be gone in 2040 because we're fucking taking trillions out the ocean each year, whatever. That's vegan, right? So that's why I never want to, like, label it. I just feel like I'm, I'm just not going to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to contribute to the demise of the world that's already happening. And that's why another reason why I'm, like, even if I wanted to have kids, I would be, like, damn, you got to grow up in fucking 20 years in this world where we have, like, literally nothing's in the ocean, we're making fake meat in a lab. People are freaking out because they're making meat in a lab. I'm like, you've been eating antibiotic meat for 30 years. You're mad because they're making it in a lab now? Because literally they're making it in a lab because they're like, hey, we're destroying the world because of these things where cows were producing and the emissions from their, their shit. So we have to make it in a lab. That's why they're doing it. They don't give a fuck about torturing animals, but they do give a fuck about the world disintegrating. So that's why now things are coming out, right? So it's like, the more information that comes out, the more people are going to be like, all right, you know. Wow. Look at this education <laughs> we're getting. I mean, this is a... You've I, seen the 180. You're here from, for the 180. We, somehow we got from Lamar Odom to uh, plant-based. <laughs> okay, so last question. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest part about being in the spotlight? Being plant-based. Uh, <laughs> Get the uh, fuck out of here. Um, already starting. Uh... The hardest part about being in the spotlight. What do you mean? You're in the spotlight. You're, Am I? You are in the spotlight. You're that person, right? When you get on camera, everyone's watching you. You're in the spotlight, and they're waiting for you. They're waiting for the people to react to you. They're waiting for your questions. Is there ever, like, do you feel like it's just natural, or do you feel like there's, like, any, any obstacles you faced in the media? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I just look within. Like, I think that's my answer for a lot of things i i look within I, I i try to ask myself and be in touch with who i am and really look within and ask you know is this uh is this the way the fourth grade mike would feel is this the way would even at the times i sense myself getting lazy or the times that i'm taking something for granted or the times that i feel like those bad feelings could be creeping up on me i try to remind myself of like my inner child and the you know that 
feeling that I had at the purest moments of my life and I try to tap into that so that I don't get overcome with anything jaded or anything that would make me feel differently than that fourth grade version of myself so it's just an effort to be good every day you know you just have to try to tap into that and I think if you're I think it stems from the authenticity so as long as I'm kind of checking in with that version of myself then I feel like I'm doing okay you know, so you're not perfect? getting like nervous before interviews not really okay not really yeah I figured you're a pro <laughs> but I think it's more so the nerves it's like that's I think the things that I'm more concerned about and the things that I try to keep up to date with and make sure that I'm not falling behind on or taking things for granted, becoming jaded, becoming, you know, comfortable, um, comfortable, like those are the things that, so thankfully I'm not wired that way, but I think like anything, it's like, you know, everything becomes a job, you know, and that's a good and a bad thing. It's a privilege to have you know what I do as a job and you know um, I think when people are like oh you never work a day in your life if you do it like you your passion yes but no (laughs) you know because part of being a professional and being good at what you do is it being a job right you know so you know there's a lot of yes and no in our world and in our existence and I think you have to uh you know, I think as long as you're checking in with yourself and being true to who you are and reminding yourself for the reasons why you're doing these things, you're in a good spot. Do you have anything that you do, like, on a daily basis or any, like, consistent routine for mental peace when you're not uh, talking to people? So, Muay Thai. <laughs> you do not. Muay Thai. He's a liar. <laughs> plant-based Muay Thai. Um, a lot of minerals. <laughs> Just a ton of minerals. I, I Next, you're going to tell me you go in the salt room like, every two days like I, me. I mean, <laughs> if you open up my refrigerator, it's just mineral upon mineral. Uh-huh. He's just my, got sea moss uh, and fucking kale in there, I'm sure. That's it. It's like you open up, it's like, whoa. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like an ocean. Sea moss is falling out. <laughs> there's salt. There's minerals. There's alkalines falling from the sky. Um, just disease-free everywhere. Uh, yeah. Um, cleanest blood. My, bo- my blood is so clean. <laughs> it's like if Mr. It's like the chlorine. Everyone died. wants to laugh until they need the help. <laughs> it's like Mr. Clean was just like in my body. just. Well, we know you're not going bald. Uh, the haircut tomorrow, we get in a one. Oh, Which, see, look at you. Look at all the numbers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go probably more like a... I'm not a one guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little... Yeah, Too low. It's a little low. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I was just being. What like, number were you? Oh, the yeah, question was: yeah, yeah. What was Do you it? have um, something you do for your mental peace or your peace every day, or do you have a, um, something you do, I do a lot during of, the week? I try like runs, walks. Okay. I like that kind of stuff. Do you go to the gym, or are you just like a little bit? I'm more. I should be more of like. Um, I should get better with like lifting and that kind of stuff because I do hear it is very good for you. Very rarely. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Because I don't think you're, like, a gym rat, I think. You don't think so? No, I think you would just, like... My musculature is not... No, I'm just saying, like, I don't see you being a gym rat. I think you would just enjoy, like, a sport or something. Yeah, I'm a sports-based guy. I think intellectually it's tough for me. Like, I need to be stimulated. Stimulation's Mm -hmm. big. What is your secret sauce? I don't have... Is there a secret sauce? There is a secret sauce to your... Yes, I changed my life because I did habits that brought me to a new level, right? So my daily habits are 
gym. Well, they've always been gym, but I learned uh, yoga, meditation, reading my books again. I got time to actually read chapters every day. Um, things like that. So, like, like, what are you doing for your mental, like, stimulation besides, like, you know, media and stuff? Like, when you're home, are you playing video games? Like, what are you doing? I, I, for, reading was my first love. So, okay. I try to read, like, almost every day. Music's a big... Music is my meditation. Are you going to sing for me or what? I, can I? Can that be part, like, the second time <laughs> I come back? Can we do singing this next time? He's like, this J-Mo back? ginger is not happening. Because um, you were really confident on everything I saw. I'm like, what's wrong with me? But I, I can't hear it. Am I confident here? Well, why can't you sing for me? Well, I mean, is this the room to be on a... It's, it's acoustic. Right? There's nothing is in it, here. Is it? I, I, they, stopped me, make, they stopped doing their... Right. Let me just hear that. I don't think the room is the acoustics. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm like, yo, you it's, need to sing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the acoustics are, you know, I, usually I'm hearing like a little, there's a buzzing. Um, no, I honestly, I think everybody has their own thing. Like I've meditated. I don't meditate every day. I read. I don't read every day. Um, What's you your know, favorite book? My favorite book? Top books that you um, like, that you're like, hey, I want to recommend this to somebody. The Count of Monte Cristo is probably my favorite book. Wow. Um, Fiction-wise. I like fiction a lot, but I also like a lot of, like, I'll read a lot of biographies. Right now I'm um, reading Phil Knight's biography, the guy who founded... Uh, Shoe uh, Dog. Shoe Dog. Exactly. Yes, good Nike. book. So I'm reading that. Um, I'm, tr- I'm reading something, like, all the time. I just got Aubrey Marcus's first book, which is, so I'm going to get to that after Shoe Dog. But I like a lot of fiction. I like a lot, like Seth Godin is a, like Tim Ferriss. I like all those kinds like of Tim self-help too. guys. For our work week. Yeah, I was reading that Titans. in Mexico on the beach, and I was just like, it feels um, good. Yeah, Ryan Holiday. Like, so I read a lot of different stuff. So that's probably something I do a lot. You have your own podcast? Yeah, so okay. at Fox 5, um, beyond like being on The More Show, which is our entertainment and lifestyle show, and hosting and reporting, for that and reporting on the morning news and having fun and all that stuff I do I also kind of really kick-started the podcast element at Fox 5 so um, coming from radio because I started really in radio with Howard Stern before television mm-hmm. I love long-form conversations like this like to to me like kind of like you with minerals I live for conversations <laughs> like so he's so jocking my minerals yo I'm telling y'all Next interview, when he sings, I'm going to bet you it's going to be off that sea moss, okay? I just want to see what these minerals mm-hmm. look like. I mean, It's a, it's like a capsule. I want to see what it with, looks like. With plants inside of it. All it's right. just a capsule. You're you can just swallow me. it. You're going to give me one. No, I, I love this. And I, I think, listen, in our world, it's really weird because we're conditioned and the way we are right now is we're either, like, willing to watch, like, a 30-second TikTok or we're willing to like binge watch an entire show for hours upon hours. There's no middle ground. Right. You know, so it's either like you're like in for three minutes or you're going to, I'm going to binge Yellowstone and sit yeah. in my house for two days and just watch everything. So to me, I think you can um, confront people and meet them in a lot of ways. And I think as you saw in my reel, what I'm doing on TV, it's a lot of short form stuff. I think what we're doing here, right here, to have a long form conversation, to connect with somebody deeply, to 
have conversations where there's not such a game plan and it's just flowing and we're getting into things and I'm you know I'm being funny with all the mineral stuff but seriously to to get into those conversations where we learn a little bit about we learn you. from each other yeah it's yeah. a beautiful thing you know and I think that's the kind of conversations this kind of conversation is what we need in society I really believe in that deeply because I think people feel disconnected. I think people feel lonely. I think people feel like um, they don't know how to relate to people. I think there's like such a divide in society. And we're kind of like, you know, if you're a Lakers fan, you're just reading the Lakers blogs. You're not reading anything about the Orlando Magic. Right. You know, and I think that's not good when it comes to big, deep issues. And the truth is, a lot of the ways people are going to, I mean, I'm being silly about it, but it's true. The way people are going to get educated and a little bit of that dosage of information about minerals, about alkalines, about cleaning your blood, about plant-based, about the distinctions between veganism and plant-based, like, these conversations are getting started like this. Yeah. Because that person who's not maybe um, amenable to being plant-based they're not going on reddit to do like a whole rabbit hole of plant-based and why it's amazing they're just not that's not in their eco chamber right so this they might be the biggest fans of red man in the world and they may they might and then just they hear love, something right yeah they love angela and that's why i love that know? i have five topics because i couldn't niche myself you know with youtube right. they're like you have to find a niche you know, I'm like, I don't want to talk about just one thing. Right. I'm like, I have so much to fucking talk about. Right. And I'm passionate. Right. Why do I? Why can't I talk to a rapper one day and the next day I talk to someone about fucking cancer? Right. Or why can't I talk to a stripper no, one day good. and the next day I go to as a restaurant? You know, as long as you're engaged and excited and interested yeah. about it, I think it's good. That's so, why I said there's no one like me because there's no one delivering you so much information. Whether if you're an artist and you're trying to get your music heard, right. I can. I can get you demonetized on 30 platforms here. Oh. But say you're, So why you know, am I not singing? <laughs> I shouldn't be singing right now. I, can, I asked you. I'm trying to get This monetized. is your debut, yeah. My Spotify streams would be going through the roof. Don't be, please don't post your Spotify okay. streams. Um, but yeah, I like that I can do different things. Right. And like, you know, a lot of people don't know what I have in my arsenal because, I'm, no. like I said, I'm not always, I don't want to push anything on anybody. Right. But if you personally need some help with certain real shit that yeah. people might, might not want to talk about, but if your mom's sick, your grandma's sick, right. your dad, your kid, you, I can definitely help you with certain information. That's all so, I can say. And that's, that's a great thing. And that's why it is, a, I really, I love this. I really think. Um, that's that's why I have a podcast, and that's why I push so hard on top of everything I do at Fox Five. I feel like it's so important to have. I have two podcasts at Fox Five, and I do that because I want to be able to meet people and make an impact in different ways. Not everybody is willing to watch more from ten to eleven every weekday morning, and is there. Some people might be at work. Some people, you know, are, they're not going online to watch the clips after. So I want to be able to connect with people in any way I can, you know, in a way that makes sense to me. And I think uh, in the future, I really want to have a situation where I'm able to do both at a very high level. Because I do think the impact from a podcast and the way that people engage with this... They love them. It's so much different than a TikTok. You know, like you and yeah. me, you you know, there's a room for... There's room for TikToks. There's room for Reels. That's but more just, of a younger... 
younger generation though that wants to get quick satisfaction because people that are 30s or above they'll take the hour to listen to our show right to to hear it yeah. whether than just going on a reel and being like oh you know it's like the new generation is so quick to they don't have any stimulation right. whereas when you know from we where we came from we didn't have internet we didn't have things you really had to kind of work right. to push it out and now that we're in this element to where you can put one thing on 17 platforms and it can go viral um, but it's different than if people are going to really sit down and listen to this hour of your content yeah. and really want to learn information. And I just think it's the way that people are interacting or engaging with that content. I think there's room, like, you know, to me, TikTok's like eating a granola bar. Like, I'll have a granola bar during the day. Some days, like, I don't eat a lot in the morning. <laughs> I fucking hate TikTok. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, there's... there's I've tried. There's I'm a trying. need for it. Yeah. You know, because... I'm on the go. I need to have my granola bar. Like, I'm not, I can't always just sit down and have, like, a nice right. piece of halibut, you know? And That's and, why you post the little clips. Right. So yeah. you need, so there's room and there's necessity for that in our culture. I just think the sustenance and the quality, the quality and the experience of what you're getting from committing a little bit more to listen to that podcast and to have that engagement, it's a totally different experience and you're really getting something where you're learning a lot you're learning about people in a better way it's very hard to get that same those same nutrients from a 15 second clip right then the nutrients that i mean think about all the minerals that people are getting from this podcast right now the nutrients you're gonna see him six months from now i promise y'all he's gonna be like clean shave he's gonna have a one and a half he's gonna be on his sea moss and his blood purifier and he's just gonna be like this Ready to go. Just like, I'm sorry I ever talked shit on your minerals. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm, li- I'm willing to try. You can afford it. You got it. Well, we've already overstayed our welcome, and I really appreciate you staying the time and hanging out, which means you had a good time. Of course. Shout out to um, Gambit here in Henderson for having us. Thank you so much. And shout out to Barcode Burgers, at, you know, their affiliate, where you just saw Top Dollar. And thank you to Mike Davis. Thank you so much for being here. Did you have a good time? Amazing. Great time. Even better nice. than I expected. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it was better than he expected. He learned minerals. He learned a lot, right? He's and in. we learned a lot. <laughs> I think the biggest thing we learned is if I'm in a Trader Joe's, just <laughs> do me the favor and introduce yourself to me. If you're looking at the cotton candy grapes, oh, you need to. That's not, don't even. <laughs> that's who you think I am? You think I'm cotton candy grapes? I'm saying if you're both looking at wow. them. <laughs> I mean. To get from cotton Don't be candy, shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just say hi. And I'm... <laughs> I like regular grapes. But you need to say hi to her. That was the point of it. Okay. I'm gonna you got to come up and say hi to her. Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm Mike Davis. Oh, I'm, hi, how are you? What's your name? That's, a, that's what you said. Yeah, what's your name? Right. How you doing? Yeah. Did you happen to see my appearance on the Faded no, Podcast? That's not no. where we go. That's not... That's not no. That would be that could be the first thing you say. Don't even say hi, hello, hi. Did you see my appearance on? Did Fated you Truth? see Fade True? Yeah. They're gonna be like yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. So our our cat our mic died in the last fucking couple minutes of this conversation. So we just wanted to like tap out on the on the camera mic. Um, we went way over. We lost batteries on everything, camera and mic and everything, which means you know it was a good episode. And thank you to Mike Davis again. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. That's great. You're fun. the first. You win the trophy. You're the first one to like knock out all the batteries. I, I'm <laughs> You're better a than a vibrator. I'm a talker. <laughs> <laughs> Until I'm next a talker. time, peace. <laughs> Came
came up from the base, from the base. Broke the stairs to the pavement Conquer shawty, I'm skating Spit fire, I'm blazing No, I'm always in chase 